With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. <laughs> It's Purple Daily. All right, we're back here. Purple Daily, Matthew Collar, Judd Zolgad, Rami Maklov, and Manny Hill. I have the opponents on this piece of paper. Oh, it must be true. You're crinkling it. Uh-huh. Yep, they're right here. But first, I have to tell you guys why I'm going to miss Sheldon Richardson. Because <laughs> uh, Sheldon Richardson is a unique dude. He has... Um, a bluntness to him that I appreciate. <laughs> and uh, he d- did a press conference today with the Cleveland media, and his quote was, I have a daughter now. I can't be going 150 on the highway. Right <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> I think technically he was pulled over at 140, but, you know, why not tack on a few? Just doubting at this yeah, point. Right? <laughs> Which means he's gone 150 and probably yeah, 190 before right. as well. Yeah. You just kind of told on yourself there, didn't you? That's not what you were pulled over for. You know, they say um, kids really bring great. perspective into your life. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, for <laughs> he, meant, now, he meant if she's in the car, I can't do it. <laughs> but if she's not in the car, we'll be going what, 165. What's hilarious about the Sheldon Richardson situation is that he couldn't have been more of a choir boy, and one-year contracts will do that to people. And I'm not exactly. I'm not predicting that he gets in trouble in Cleveland. Maybe it's true that he's matured, and it did come across that way. But he always had some sort of, like, quick comeback. And there was just – he was only around for a year, but there's a bunch of little quips that he had and funny one-liners. And uh, at one point he had a reporter, I believe it was Chris Long from KSTP-TV, help put his chain on because he couldn't get a chain on in the locker room. So so Sheldon is holding his hair up as Chris Long is putting and then And then I said, fantastic. I said, Sheldon, I have, I have that same problem. I have that same chain. And he goes, really? I was like, no, that's like $30,000 chain. What are you like? I do not. I drive a Honda Civic, man. How did he pick the reporter to request, hey, you, you look like you can help me? I don't know. I don't know. Chris has supple hands, must be. I dropped the uh, damn thing. Sorry, dude. From that perspective, and you know what else, too? Sheldon Richardson loved the fact that he played tight end sometimes in high school and bragged about it to everyone. So I was interviewing him once, and Adam Thielen walked by and goes, you tell him about how you played tight end? And he, and he was. He was. He was. Yes, yes, he was. So I will miss uh, Sheldon Richardson. Manny, uh, I've asked a lot from you today. I know. Could we have... Um, <laughs> I wish you could see the look on Manny's face. We don't have the video camera in here anymore. It would have had to pan to Manny just staring at me. 
Um, maybe some, uh, you want to play a long man? You want to pick the Vikings as well? Sure. You busy? Yes. Making any more creepy ass intros? I got time. I can. Okay. You told him to make together, that creepy you know? ass intro. I know I did, I but he went plenty. too far. That was um, great. <laughs> all right. Some NFL films music, if you could. Yeah, let's see. That's what I was asking for. I, I almost forgot what I was even uh, what's bothering you about. One? I kind of like torpedo. Take your time. Torpedo live a radio one. here. Yeah, oh, like all right. All right. That, that's a good one. Okay. So, fellas, here's what I want. Because I feel like it, Vikings Twitter's freaking out a little bit here today with impending Everson Griffin news and no signings. Uh, Doogie reported that there's multiple teams interested, including the Panthers, Seahawks, the Washington football squad. Although um, Doogie accidentally had a typo and called them Redkins. I'll say that on the radio. Uh, And Raiders. So I want you guys to assume that Everson Griffin is gone. Okay. And pick the Vikings. So we can get rid of a lot of uh, the back and forth here. By just what is their NFC North record to start with? Because I've got all their opponents beyond that. Okay. But we all know that they're playing at Chicago, at Detroit, Green Bay. You know, two games against each one of those teams. So what? how many wins are we giving them out of the six games in the NFC North? Rami? I'm giving them three. I think they'll go three and three in the NFC North. Judd? That's very fair. Three. Three and three, yeah. I'll go four. I think they'll sweep the Lions and split with the Bears and Packers. Okay. Have a little respect. Why don't you just sit up sit there? Up straight. Why don't yeah. you just sit up straight, straight there? there? Yeah. Come on, have a little, have a little respect, respect for the process. process. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to be old but takes exposed if somehow Detroit goes 11-5 and five, because I just think that Matt Patricia is a mess. All right. <laughs> so here are their opponents. In no particular order, the schedule isn't out yet. You didn't miss anything. At Dallas next year. Do we have a win or a loss, Judd? Uh, that would be a defeat. All right. Yeah, Ronnie? I have that as a loss. Manny? Loss. Okay. At the New York Giants. I'll just fill in the wins win. across yeah, the board there. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. agree with yeah. that. Or okay. Pat Shermer. All right. Can Bert? we call him the New York Saquons? Uh, he's he's going to get Yeah, because God knows <laughs> run first is taking over the National Football League, Dave Gettleman. We did look up the uh, record for carries in one season. Larry Johnson with 416. Gonna, Saquon might do that. He's going to retire after 2019 at this rate. <laughs> at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Judd? Ooh, uh, that's going to be a really, really good game. It's going to be very close loss. Okay, Rami, I'm going to give him a win. All right, Manny, uh, loss. Okay, the uh, Washington Football Squad, led by Case Keenum and Adrian Peterson, which is uh, totally what we predicted for that team to look like in 2019, and oh. that is at home. I'm going to. That's g- a win. I mean, yep, they'll they'll win. Mm. Peterson will fumble late. Vikings will recover. <laughs> Manny. <laughs> Uh, Adrian Peterson will have about 65 yards, but that will not be enough. Uh, the Vikings will win. On 32 carries. Yep. At home against Joe Flacco and the flying Denver Broncos. Again, got to give him a win there. Yeah, okay. that's a win. Yeah, that'll be a win, but I think it'll be close. Okay. At Kansas City. Any, anybody pick it up? Okay. No, yeah, no At chance. home against the Raiders. Win. Okay. Yeah, I'll give him a win. I okay. think the Raiders might make some noise next year, though. Not not like playoff noise, but a like nice pa- impro- like passing gas noise. A nice, no, like- a nice improvement noise. A nice little jump for oh, the Raiders right, next I'm year. I'm kind of with Rami. I think the Raiders are going to be kind of decent. I think Antonio Brown's going to make a difference, you- but I think the Vikings will win. Oh, I thought you were coming in with the Vikings. No, oh, okay. no not quite. And uh, let's see, at the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. 
Loss. Loss. Yeah, that's a loss. Okay. I don't know if they're home or away against Seattle. Away. They're away? Loss. Okay. Yeah. Loss. I think that's I think that's a home game, isn't it? Seattle? On that my, changes things for me because on, those are two closely matched teams. My, the home away. On, on the is things the that factor. I looked up, Seattle was away and Atlanta's at home. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's go with that then. Does anyone have that as a win for the Vikings? No. 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 Okay. In Seattle, especially hell no. And then the last one is home against Atlanta. Win. Win. I'm going to say loss. Okay, so here's what we have. You're so negative. You bring so much negativity to the show. <laughs> Your fault, Jack. Purple Daily. Bro. You wouldn't let me. You literally wouldn't allow me to bring positivity to the show. Now you're complaining that Maddie is too positive. Oh, I'm a fraud. <laughs> I, I was it's part I, of the shtick. I'd love to know if people disagree or agree with this. This is pre-draft, so we don't know if they get the world's next superstar. Yeah, this is total nonsense. Also. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> you are. Uh-huh. Manny <laughs> believes that the Vikings will be an eight-win team. Mm. Judd thinks they will be an eight-win team. And Rami thinks they will be a nine-win team. See? I'm Mr. Optimism so, over here. That's where we're at. I was being accused of being a, a hater and a pessimist yesterday on the Twitters, but I'm Mr. Optimistic on Purple I'm the Daily. one that had him at four and two in the division. Actually, Rami, uncalled for. You're... you're <laughs> Attack on Latavius Murray on Twitter. Oh no, that was no, 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 no. That was that was totally justified. And here, this fist bump because I appreciated that. But it wasn't even an attack. No, you know what it was? It was pointing out that in the in 2019, in a generation of everybody gets a trophy. Stop. Hockey is the worst abuser. Stop. You got. You don't understand. You know what? What don't I understand? Give give me a sentence, Latavius. Thanks much. I don't need a video. Here's what you're missing about Latavius Murray, though is that everyone from the media to the organization to the teammates loves Latavius Murray. Great. Yeah. That's why they'd make him a video. So? so he's, like, he's great. And it's all there's no repercussions look, of making someone a video. There's he, no downside. I'm sure he's a super nice guy yeah, there and is. a solid football Silly. player and very popular, like you said, with the media, within the organization. Seemed like a very good locker room guy. None of that gets you a video. No, it does. I never no, thought no, it did. No, it's a Twitter video. The st- no, the starting rule of any video, minimum five years spent with that team. Okay, I just want to know. I wasn't even upset about it. I don't I, waste my time being upset about I things was, that don't affect mad. my You're life. I was upset. I was upset, and I'm totally with you. I was just expressing surprise, is all. That they that they went to that tr- There were... There were so few Latavius Murray highlights that this video was a minute and 10 seconds, and the first 10 seconds was him running out of the tunnel in slow motion. He was pretty good for them in 2017, though. Starting running back on an NFC championship team. He was, he was in, in considering the circumstances, because, and I remember, Rami, I told you this last night, when Dalvin Cook got, when he tore his ACL in week four against Detroit, yeah, it was, the Vikings fell to two and two, and... It was that it that just sucked the life. Did Rammers get season. one? Did Rammers get one? He was a starting, starting guard, right, starting right tackle or for most of that year. Well, did he get one? No, no, because everything did. we put you in a bad spot by making yeah, you start at right guard. Yeah, we screwed you. No, year. you didn't qualify. Five years <laughs> minimum. My my point is that I understand where, what you'd be saying is like, why are you honoring somebody who's here for two years? It was like a, a relatively short and uneventful stint for a guy to get a tribute video. And again, it wasn't hate or anger I was expressing; right. merely surprise. But, I just I just want to know how Vikings fans feel about him going to the New Orleans Saints. I'll just take as much money as you can get as a running back. I think that (laughs) it's just, I haven't asked anyone. It just, my theory would be 
that everyone liked him so much that they were like, we should put together a little thing because Latavius is so great. Great. That's fine. Great, everybody everybody gets a video. Everybody gets Not a video. Not everyone gets hey, a video. Hey, Sheldon, you had a great year here. Anderson Here's a video. Anderson didn't get a video? Yeah, where's his video? He doesn't have one. And plus, it's... Remmers doesn't have one. Pl- only wait. Latavius. Murray was How great loved would it have been if in- they made a Remmers video? <laughs> Just whipping on guys. <laughs> that play against the Packers where he basically pushes the guy towards Cousins. That is an actual technique. He just messed it up. Well, <laughs> that's all, called the slingshot. And it, well, he slingshotted him right into right his quarterback. quarterback. He did a good job. <laughs> I'm saying that is, it, it can be effective. It just wasn't. You know what? Then make a Murray tribute thing and send it internally. Don't make the fans watch that crap. He scored 14 touchdowns. How many did uh, you score? Zero. Yeah, and you know what I'm not getting? And you know what I didn't get at the Star Tribune, and I ain't getting from here when I leave? A tribute video. Did they have video when you left? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now let me ask you a follow-up question to your picks, because it seems like you guys were about on the same page thinking, right now this is an eight- or nine-win team. How do they get to being more than that? For the rest of this offseason, what's the path? Is there one? Are they destined to be an eight or nine win team in 2019? Now I can quell the fears like I want to okay, do go in ahead. the first half. Oh, okay, all right. Ready for this. Let's this leads it. me right into it. Nice. I can see what Judd is saying about they should have freed up the money earlier in the week so that they could get into the free agency pool during all this craziness over the last week. But I'm confident, as a matter of fact, if it hasn't happened by tomorrow when we do write that down, that there are moves coming for the Minnesota Vikings, that they will be freeing up money. At least one, if not two, Griffin will be either restructured or given his walking papers, and I think Trey Waynes is legitimately on the trading block. So there will be money freed up, and they will then get into free agency and add some pieces to the offensive side of the football. And our very own journeyman QB, Sage Rosenfels, yesterday I saw on Twitter. I was looking for the tweet just now and couldn't find it. I'm bad at searching for stuff on Twitter. but It's a huge character flaw. We almost didn't hire you. He, uh, he quote <laughs> tweeted uh, somebody asking the question of who was the big winner in free NFL free agency now that the legal tampering period was over. And Sage said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that it'll probably be somebody who goes and does something next week because the winners in free agency are often the teams, and the Patriots are usually one of these teams who sit out the silly money being thrown around in the first seven days of free agency. So the Vikings are going to free up some money, I'm confident, and will spend some of that money to upgrade the offense and help out Kirk Cousins. That's how they are better than the 9-7 and that I laid out there. All right, that sounds really, really great, but my question is this. What's left right now? So, so when when you're going in in the in the what 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 should be termed the Ted Thompson bin, which Ted loved to do, <laughs> the second or third tier. What what's left? Oh, uh, you you could probably find a kicker. I get that, but offensive line wise, what's left to go sign? If you do now release Griffin and trade, let's say uh, Wayne's or Rhodes. Do you remember when? Uh, did you would you like a big Seinfeld guy? I liked it. I'm not a huge Seinfeld guy. Okay, then I'll I'll explain the reference I'm going to make. So Jerry Seinfeld goes into the bathroom and he sees a guy who is making the pizza that he's about to eat. And the guy doesn't wash his hands. Yeah, I've seen that And since his girlfriend is very close with the guy making the pizza, he doesn't want to say that. So he just like shakes his head like, (laughs) no, 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 no. Ask me again if there's any good linemen left, Judd. 
Nope. Matt, nope. are there any no, good no, linemen left? No. no, no What's no, left no. on the offensive line, <laughs> Matthew? Uh, 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 no, no, no. Nope, nope, nope. No, there really isn't. I mean, like, holy cow, there's not. <laughs> if, there were, if Robbie's right, it does sound good. There isn't now. But I just don't know that there is. Yeah. Unless you want a, uh, well, Jake Long's still a free agent, and his buddies who are just like him, TJ Lang and Josh Sitton, uh, who you know beat up guys. Andy Levitri barely played last year. If you want one of them, then sure, you can have them, but there's no sure thing that they even play. You know, it's kind of a sick irony here, but the best remaining offensive lineman is Mike Remmers at right tackle. Right. That's who the best lineman is. <laughs> He's going to talk to and, the Giants. And where the frustration might be from this offseason, the way that they've handled it, is if you cut Everson Griffin on day one and you create that $10 million in cap space, you could have been in the conversation for Juwan James. He got four years, $51 million. Like, that's not that crazy. You could have been in the conversation for Roger Saffold. I'm not sure that's the best way to go, but you could have been there. He got $11 million a year. There were other guys who were better deals. The guy from Washington, whose name I can't pronounce, that signed with Buffalo, he signed a pretty good deal. Matt Paradis signed for three years, 27. The one that drives me crazy that they didn't have money for is Daryl Williams, who signed one year, $7 million. To stay in Carolina. Like, I'm sure you could have topped that if you had the money to do it. And right now, it's hope and pray on the offensive line. But I read you earlier about the offensive linemen and banking on those guys in year one. You can't do it. You can't expect someone to come in and just be great. So that's where, when you're looking at these win totals, yeah. that's where it's hard to get around on, well, yeah, maybe they'll sign somebody else. And the Patriots do it is a very true point. And I agree with it because there are a lot of deals to be had at other positions, not offensive line. The problem is they have this guy. He's good looking. Yeah, and wife's a model. Is... What's his name? <laughs> kind of makes everyone like play kind of great. Like the greatest ever. Brad, right. Brad something. <laughs> kind of like very Timmy uh, Brad something. Strong jaw. I mean, right? Like they don't Lost have Tom Brady, so yeah. I don't know if I don't know if uh, Kirk Cousins is making. Ryan Grant. But the list that you just went through, the the idea, and I think we talked about this on your show, Matthew, on Monday, was a guy like uh, Paradis. Not a household name. Three years, 20 Not a guy who's going to break the bank, but a guy who gives you some ability to make moves. And so if you can go into the secondary bin and find things, go for it. That's awesome. That's great. But when you look at that offensive line, and it's not, it doesn't need a complete overhaul, but it certainly needs upgrades and some help. You got nothing right now. Again, you're going to come in today and do a press conference and say, here's two defensive guys. Do teams always do press conferences for re-signings? Like, they're going to hold a press conference. Anthony Barr is going to walk in. He's going to sit down. He's going to be like, I'm st- still here, guys. Questions? They do like, for extensions. So you really threw up? <laughs> so the thought of getting all that money from the Jets I, made you puke? Because, you know, I'd be happy to go to Manhattan right now and take a nice payday. Where was that report? I didn't Did, see uh, that, that report. Was, I think Adam Schefter said he was physically ill. But my question, he I'm did. not going to be able to make it out there because of my show, Score mm-hmm. North Live, coming up at 2, if everyone wants to listen. Uh, Four hours today? My question. It's a lot of radio. <laughs> For football? That's a four hours. Four hours of four football? Four hours? I would me? never want to do That's four hours. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that I'm supposed to do some sort of live LinkedIn watch-along or something after this. But, um, <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, think we're on LinkedIn. I was it's gonna, time for MySpace Live. I, I was going to ask if anyone turned up the heat because Anthony's feet were so cold. 
Ah, oh, thank God you're not good going. Good thing you're not going. Yeah. yeah. Am I Rami, right? Are we not you lucky know, that he's going to be? Some, you know we saved some face here. The, the worst part about that is that I do make those jokes to players and coaches. Is that why we made just, him a host? So yeah. he wasn't out there embarrassing us. We kind of keep him caged here. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like. <laughs> Last year, I can't say. And that's the, and that's the, the best sworn to secrecy. The best part is when it doesn't work. So last year, I asked uh, Kevin Stefanski, I think in his second press conference, about Kirk Cousins throwing the ball away. Like he was, he he just wouldn't throw the ball away when he was under pressure. He would take sacks, mm-hmm. or he would throw it to the other team's cornerback and hope it wasn't picked. And uh, so I asked him, like, would you like him to throw the ball away more often when he's under pressure? And he kind of said, like, you know, I. More often, I don't know. And I was like, there's stats for this man. And I was like kind of kidding, but there is stats for it. And he was like 26th in throwaways. Yeah. And I was like, and then he just like looked at me and I looked at him. I was like, it's crazy. And then he answered the question. And it just it like, it didn't go well. <laughs> it just hung there yeah. completely uncomfortably. Flat. The other day I mentioned this, but I once said about Jesse James to Harrison Smith. I was asking him about this really tall tight end, Jesse James, who's like 6'8". And I was like, Guy's got a great name, and I was hoping to ask you about him. And I'm not sure that Harrison Smith was familiar with the train robber, Jesse James, but I laughed to myself, and he just looked at me like, why are you at my locker? <laughs> you know, you're, you're a football guy, but but your sense of, of what's funny... Is not football that they that environment you know, they don't they don't and plus they it, do not like reporters trying to be funny. I think it might play well. It's in a it's in a baseball clubhouse. It I is, think they have think a better co- shot. I think colors. I think your sense of humor might play better in a baseball clubhouse. I like that idea. Absolutely fifty fifty. I have made cracks before that have turned into like good conversations with, with players. Guys. Yeah, absolutely. And then there are other times where I make jokes and people are like, "What is wrong with you?" And you're sure there's uh, not times where they're just being polite and give you the courtesy? Well, not, not if it turns, not if, yeah, not if it turns into like an actual like back and forth right, or something okay. like that. So, yeah, well, it's a risk that I am always willing to take. Oh, no question about it, Rami. He is <laughs> okay. As a well, comedian, I respect that. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to give you that. I so, the rest of it, Rami wants nothing to do with. Unfortunately, it. Exactly. I'll have to tell you my best joke to a player off the air to Anthony Harris two years ago, but. Um, because it's just not radio suited. But anyway, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You'll have to trust me on that. We'll take a quick break. I want to ask you guys about Odell Beckham. Is he the victim of narrative in New York, or do the Giants have a point with Odell Beckham? We'll be right back. You're listening to Purple Daily here on Score North. Runs, guns, balls, hoops, drives, putts, bunts, dunks, hunts, lobs, saves, tees it up, throws up the rock, or bangs the boards. You'll hear it here. ScoreNorth.com. Celebrate everything Minnesota and run your first race of the spring with the Hot Dash 5K and 10 Mile at Boom Island on Saturday, March 23rd. You'll uh, you'll earn a Storm Creek long sleeve quarter zip technical pullover and finisher medal. Enjoy a steamy serving of uh, a finish line hot dish and cool down with a free post-race beer. Visit tcmevents.org to register for the Hot Dash on Saturday, March 23rd. Thank you, Manny. We are back here on Purple Daily. Matthew Collar, Rami Maklov, and Judd Zolged. Manny Hill is producing. If you have more fears to discuss for the offseason, uh, feel free to give us a call, 651-646-8255. Uh, had a lot of them to do with the offensive guard position, a lot to do with Mike Zimmer, uh, making sure that defensive players don't leave, and we will see 
what happens with Everson Griffin. Courtney Cronin of ESPN put it out there that a decision needs to be made by Friday at 3 o'clock. So we'll be here on the radio when something happens uh, with Everson Griffin, whether they restructure his contract or trade him or release him. I think those are the only three options. I don't think keeping him at the current number is possible considering they have basically no cap space. You do never know. It's true. It's At true. At this point, I, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing anything. Now, I think you're right, but I'm not I, guaranteeing it. I'm, I know. I will get to what I teased, which was Odell Beckham. But Trey Wayne's rumors won't go away. Ian Rappaport reported yesterday that teams keep calling the Vikings about Trey Wayne's. And that one has always been interesting to me because I think he, he's got one really, really good skill, and that's tackling. And he's fast and has length, so he could track people down. Even if he's great at playing the ball, he's gotten a lot better. He's he's a good corner. He's not an elite corner. He's just a good, solid corner. But with Hughes coming back and with Holton Hill playing well last year, you might be able to replace what he did. And they didn't seem to lose a lot when he went out a couple of times. I think that that should still be on the table. Are you just laughing because of Zimmer's? Yeah, I just I think go. that we've discussed this a thousand times. I think you're a thousand percent right. But if but if things were on the table that should be, we, we wouldn't be sitting here having the discussions that we have been for the last couple hours. So yes, I'm with you. He, he's going to make in the fifth year option nine million plus next season. Correct. He's going to be the, that's the last year of his rookie contract. He is going to get paid next March by somebody. Could be the Vikings. Could be elsewhere. But the only move now that wouldn't absolutely shock me, given how things have gone, is Griffin being cut or traded. That's the only defensive move. If if a cornerback is moved, I now, having seen what we've seen so far, will be floored. I think it's going to happen. I, I think either Waynes or Rhodes is going to be traded to free up some money. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. My question to you, and somebody asked me this on Twitter yesterday, is if those are your choices, Waynes or Rhodes, one of them's got to go, which one are you more willing to part with? Not if you're Mike Zimmer. I'm asking you, Matthew Collar, and you, Judd Zolgad, because the answer for Mike Zimmer would be neither, neither get out of my office. Yeah, right. Don't talk to me. I, I quit. <laughs> now, this is tough because there's a case for both. Uh, Xavier Rhodes still the better corner, and I think it's by a wide margin. Even playing injured last year for the whole season, yes. he was a better corner than Trey Wayne's was and allowed a lower quarterback rating, was still an island corner that can shut one guy down. I mean, really, it, the two games against Green Bay, it was mostly inconsequential, but those were his two games that he didn't play very well against Devontae Adams the rest of the season. He's pretty good, and even though he has the high cap hit, if they trade him away, I might have this wrong, but I, I don't think they get that whole thing back. If they trade him, they I, don't. I think they have to nope. keep some of that cap hit. I, that makes yes, it not as a good of an idea. Now, if they trade Wayans, I believe that all $9 million goes to whoever trades for him. So I, I think that uh, Wayans has probably a little more value because of his age mm-hmm. and because he's not under a long-term contract. I think a team would want to trade for him and then work out their own deal with him rather than take someone else's deal. And from the Vikings' perspective, I think they'd prefer to keep the better player, and not have to eat any dead money. I could see Zimmer maybe backing off on Wayne's a little bit and saying, okay, okay, go ahead, Rick, do it. I think Rhodes is a non-starter for him. And the other thing is, if I'm a team, um, Rhodes has more years left on his contract. 
He's at an age now where the cliff is coming. So I'm probably not going to offer you as much as, as if you're the Vikings, you think he's worth. Where with Waynes, I think it's pretty crystal clear that you could get, I think, maybe a second-round pick. I If I was a team trying to get Trey Waynes, I start third round and agree probably to get myself moved to a second round. The Vikings' asking price on Rhodes, I I believe, would, would be fairly high, and I'm not paying that. So I if you're just trying to shop a guy to cut money right now, Waynes becomes way more clear-cut to me. You know what's funny is... When I was asked that question, I looked at it more from the Vi- the the perspective of which one is it would be better for the Vikings to keep. You both looked at it as who would other teams want and where is the better market value, which is I'm not saying one way is a better way or a worse way to look at it, but it's just a different. I didn't look at it that way. My immediate answer was I'm keeping Trey Waynes because I want the younger player and you can see if you can work out a longer deal to keep him here down the road, but I would keep him here at least for this year and trade Xavier Rhodes if, if that was my choice that was given. What do you guys need for Rhodes? I just need that cap space. But I, but I, I mean, mean, what? But you can't take pick. nothing, yeah. I mean, Oh, really? Okay. You're just not getting a lot for I just a guy think that they're trying to get ma- more. a massive ca- cap hit. And, you know, really the question on Xavier Rhodes is, what's he going to be next year? Because I think that Trey Wayne's your your one argument for keeping him over Rhodes would be you can predict exactly to a T what Trey Wayne's going to be. In fact, a lot of cornerbacks sort of their pro football focus grades go up and down, and you can understand why. Like you only have so many throws in your direction, you miss one or two tackles, you get a bad grade or something like that. Trey Wayne's has been remarkably consistent. His grades from Pro Football Focus. 68, 63, 66, 69. Like, the, like he's just the same guy each year he's played. Even though we think he's gotten better, really he performed about the same way in 2016 in a limited basis as he has as a full-time player. There is no next step for him to take, but if he's this same exact guy for several years, he's only going to be 27, then you know that. But you don't know if Xavier Rhodes is going to be the shutdown corner or the injured corner. And to me, if you're looking at even just this year or the next few years, I think the arrow is pointing up more for Trey Waynes than it is for Xavier Rhodes. Just on least, age and the nature of the game. sideways. Right. It's, it's not pointing down. Exactly. Where with Rhodes, I think you can pretty safely say it's pointing down at this at this point in his career. Okay, let me ask you guys about Beckham. All right. I've been battling back and forth with this about Odell Beckham, because I would never trade a player this good. Like, just in any sport, any time ever, when you got a guy that is a game-changer like this, uh, I'm willing to put up with a lot in general. And teams who trade great players often go on to regret it. But I think some of the narrative being spun is that he was victimized by the Giants. And I don't like that either, because I think that, there are players who are victimized by this. Like, if you're not the perfect soldier, then you're a diva receiver or whatever else it might be. Or if you have any issue off the field that you're a big problem or a bad guy or whatever else. And so that narrative gets spun all the time on certain players. But with Beckham, I mean, there was a video with drugs involved last year. There's a lot more that was going on with him than just he apologize to the kicker's net, right? And so he called out Eli Manning, I think, last year, and, and that wasn't a good look for him. So, you know, there was there was a lot more going on. So even though I wouldn't trade him, I think it's been 
sort of spun that he was victimized here, and I don't think that's the case. He's done a lot of it to himself, but even some of the stuff that you just talked about, the the video, the remember the picture of him on a boat the week before a playoff game, him and a bunch of New York Giants players on a boat? That was the Packers game, right? Yeah. I don't... Like, none of that stuff stops you from winning football games. Now, some of the stuff that you talked about, like calling out your quarterback or just airing family business and dirty laundry in public, I don't, that's a very hard thing for an organization to put up with and to overcome. Um, but out, outside of that, I do think that a lot of what's been put out there, look, the guy gets disgruntled when they're losing and he's not getting the ball. That's what I want from a player. I don't want a guy who's happy losing and not getting the ball when he's getting paid a lot of money to catch footballs and win football games. So when when he acts out because things aren't going well and like a sideline tantrum or maybe even just, just a tirade to the media, whatever the case might be, I'm good with that. And the, the off-the-field stuff, I have absolutely no problem with that. I do draw the line, and I do agree with you on some level that he's brought some of this on himself when he goes out and airs dirty laundry and talks family business in settings where he should not be doing that. That's the only, that's the only place where I take issue with Odell Beckham Jr. I do think that a lot of the bad picture that's been painted around him, though, is that he's a guy who's disgruntled with losing and not playing a big enough role in the offense. And again, that's what I want out of my players. So where I'm curious to see how this trends now and goes is this. To Rami's point, he goes to Cleveland. Let's say they win, and he's not the focal point at times, though. How does that go? Because I I think where the gripes about him come in is is his in-game, on-the-field stuff. Like, we could talk about the drugs, perhaps, or the alleged incidents, or the fact that he went with, and it wasn't just him, by the way, teammates on a boat down to uh, Florida. We could certainly discuss all that, but what I'm really curious about now is if Cleveland wins games, and and let's say, you know, it's week five, and, and Baker's throwing to this guy and that guy, and Beckham's getting a couple passes, because if he clams up then and says, you know what, we're winning, I'm happy, then I say, good for you. That's exactly right. But we've all seen guys before who it really does turn out to be about them. So, so to put him in a in a potentially winning environment with a better quarterback, but an offense that doesn't absolutely um, need him every week, I'm curious to see how he reacts to that. So I, it's probably a 50-50 split between stuff that he's done on and off the field that matters and stuff that he doesn't. The picture on the boat. I mean, that's not why he lost. They lost because the Packers were better. Right. The quarterback didn't yeah, play well. They didn't, yeah. they didn't block for Eli. And that was a that bunch game. of guys from that team. Yeah, not just right. Him. Right. Yeah. And the worst part about it was jeans and no shirt on yeah, a boat. That's like true. that's why not, are you wearing jeans? That's not boat attire. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. Um, but you know, that that stuff that had nothing to do with the game. I think they were wearing I'm, boots. I'm you probably wouldn't be You're wise. Not rich, Robbie. Like, you don't care. They can't be the only <laughs> players to ever go on a quick vacation to get away a little bit and recover no. in the week between. It's the meltdowns. Right. You know, so, yeah. But it, the, it's mel- the meltdowns. The meltdowns being uncoachable for Pat Shermer, who's like the most even keeled guy. At times, he was uncoachable. And then the concerns about the off the field stuff. When a video comes out with you in a room and a girl snorting cocaine and you smoking pot, like there's a reason to be concerned there. But it was like, a cigar. And there was, yeah, sure, just a regular old cigar. That's and what I call was, a party. Uh, it's Wednesday night for Zolgad. <laughs> I was jealous that there was a pizza in the room, though. And I like pizza. Well, but, you're hungry. Uh, but I mean, you know, when that 
gets out there from TMZ, yeah. if that's a bigger problem that they know about and don't want to say, then I would say that he's brought a lot of it on himself. So it's probably a 50-50 split. If you're the Browns, you clearly won this thing. I just am crying no tears for him, and it seems like they're making it sound like he was victimized well, here. Like I just I'll don't tell think you why, that's though. the case. I'll tell you why. The reason why he comes off uh, good here, and this is a, a sad statement, because this is a once proud franchise, the New York Giants are a dumpster fire. Yeah, yep. If this was, if this was a team that we consider to be well run, and they traded him, I think the majority of stories are, oh my God, they made that trade. He must be a real piece of work. But Gettleman and the Giants right now, somebody explain to me. There's no rhyme or reason here whatsoever. You're paying. You just signed this guy to a huge contract. Announced that you wouldn't trade him. And now traded him and are taking a massive cap hit. That's why I wonder if the drugs are more of an issue. And, I'm not saying that and they for might sure. Be. But, but like, by the way, by the it's way, unusual. the perception now is that you have a GM that wants to base the offensive attack around Barkley, who's a very nice player, don't get me wrong, but the run? The run? Yeah. 2019, you're going to come back. If we think that the Vikings are slightly or or are misguided here, what does it say when you have a franchise like the Giants saying, well, here's what we're going to do. We just got rid of this guy because he's a cancer. So now we, we've got all these guys at receiver who aren't that good, but Saquon Barkley's our guy. This is purely speculative, but this is never that has never stopped us before on Score North. I don't think Gettleman wanted to trade Odell Beckham Jr. because I don't you hmm. don't you don't step up at the combine and say we didn't sign Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him only to trade him less than a month later. I think he got marching orders from the Maras that this guy's got to go and we got to start over. Let's uh, take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Purple Daily version of our talk today. But, of course, through Score North Live, starting officially at 2 o'clock, we'll continue Does to talk about... Does the football free agency frenzy bonanza continue? Yes, two? yes. Okay. And today, the, Bad jokes and all. the theme of off-season fears continues into 2 o'clock. Oh, also, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Holmes from uh, <laughs> Chicago. I love Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Holmes. Holmes. One He's of my favorites. Join at 2.20 to talk about uh, the Bears signing Cordero Patterson. I might say hello. Oh, yeah, I will. I'll start with that. <laughs> no, seriously, tell them I say hello. I'm friendly with I'm Lawrence. not going to do that. <laughs> Please do. It's not going to happen. Please. Like, I'm not going to start with, hi, Lawrence, welcome to the show. Rami says hi. You should. Why not? You could. Easily. Why not? We're friendly. Rami Mackel, whatever his last <laughs> name is, he says hi. <laughs> we'll be right back here on Purple Daily on Score North. We got new players. It's free agency time. Free agent. It's Vikings free agency time. What's free about it? We're talking about it. I don't know where I'm going. Where are you going? We are going deep. deep. Rumors. Rumors. Speculation. Speculation. Scenarios. Scenarios. Guesses. Guesses. Thoughts. Thoughts. Wishes. Wishes. Deals. Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. It's free agency season. Where are you going to? On Score North. Do you know? Call me. 497. Guitar Hero, Selfie Sticks, Fidget Spinners, The Ice Bucket Challenge. Nah, this is something new. Welcome to the all-new Score North. Minnesota Sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. We are back here on Purple Daily. Matthew Collar, Judd Zolget, and Rami Maklov. Let's just say that I found in my pocket $10.7 million in cap space. Just right. Oh, oh, there it is. Some cap space. I don't know how it got there. And, oh, Everson Griffin is getting on a plane to somewhere else. How are you guys spending it? 
10 points. Uh, so I'm getting, well, now, but now, but now the, the problem is where I probably would have tried to invest it on Monday is gone. So yep. I'm just going to get the sure best is. kicker I possibly can. Kicker? I mean, You're I don't know. On Steven kicker? Goskowski is out there. Well, That's but, a good kicker. But now I'm, I don't think I'm going to invest a ton of that in guys on the open market on the offensive line. Yeah, I don't have the list. They're not really there. I've you, got the list. Not I'm not talking about but guards. You said it's not good. I've been through that list thoroughly. Mackie went through it. You went through oh, it. I've looked pitiful. through it myself. My dog went through it. Offensive linemen. There. What do you want to know? There isn't a lot out there, but I think you might be able to find that third wide receiver or backup running back on the market with that ten million dollars. Maybe, Maybe even a tight both. End. Maybe a tight end. Oh, your oh. second tight end. And that le- leads me to this question with the move that uh, moves that San Francisco has made uh, to bring Coleman in in the past day there are reports they're probably going to release Jarek McKinnon if you could get Jarek McKinnon oh, back here on sure. a reasonable one-year contract considering how he dug how he can fit in do you do it I think they need a number two running back who's proven didn't he get hurt late in the season though no training it was camp. a training camp very beginning ACL. of the year yeah oh that's right I have so mixed up with the someone. wide receivers are intriguing because Golden Tate hasn't signed anywhere. Jonathan, who produces Score North Live, has a theory that the Patriots do everything that I want, like for the Vikings to do. And of course, they're having Golden Tate come to visit, which is, I mean, I think Golden Tate is a perfect fit for the Vikings. He is a different skill set than Adam Thiel and Stefan Diggs. He can line up outside or inside. He is the yak king for a reason. You get him the football, he makes plays. Cheap yardage is not something Kirk Cousins came by very often. It was he had to make a lot of throws. So they they had quick throws for him with screens and things like that. But after early in the season, a lot of teams figured out that they were doing that, and they didn't get a lot of screen yards to the running backs. It was pretty much only Stephon Diggs that they threw screens to. They need more cheap yards for Kirk Cousins. Golden Tate would be that guy, but a little farther down because you have more than one thing to fill. Randall Cobb. Chris Hogan is another guy. He's an outside wide receiver. I'm sure everyone would love to see Mike Wallace back. Just kidding. But They're looking he, more for a slot receiver, though, right? No, I, I think outside because Thielen, Thielen plays, plays, in the slot. plays a lot in the slot. Okay. Yeah. Um, Pierre Garçon, who has been hurt but obviously would know um, Kirk Cousins and had some success with him. So there's probably five to seven receivers. Jermaine Curse, he played for the Jets. <laughs> underperformed, but it was probably because it was the Jets. Ryan Grant played in Washington 2017. These guys would be, I think, pretty significant upgrades from uh, Laquan Trevor. <laughs> That's yes, I'm sure you're Randall right. Cobb really <laughs> intrigues me. Yeah. And I know he's got the injury history, but... And he is more of a slot guy, right, Rami? Yes. Is he? Yeah. Almost 100%. Do you like him, Rami? Guy. He's definitely uh, the arrow is pointing down on Randall Cobb, sure. and he's he's always had sort of a hard time staying healthy because that's my only thing. With I don't him know health. if this is still true, but at one point he was literally uh, height and and weight wise the smallest player in the NFL. So oh. he takes a, a beating playing, you know, catching passes over the middle and playing in the slot. So that's definitely taken its toll over the course of his career. He hasn't quite been the same, but I don't know that you'd be asking as much from him here as you were asking from him in Green Bay. So that may ease some of the the beating and, and the load that, that Randall Cobb would take. So why didn't you, though, put yourself in position to ask that question four days ago? That's the thing I don't know. And I keep coming back Dookie to Dookie reported yeah. also that they were interested in two of these offensive linemen, two of the top guys, Juwan James and Roger Saffold. You're right. But they had no money to get them. But they could have at least been competitive. Could have. Like Saffold supposedly 
wanted to play in Tennessee. So perhaps you go to him and and you make him a a what would be considered a fair offer and you don't get him. But at least you're in position to do it. <laughs> and I don't to your point now, Collar, I don't understand why you're asking us a question that that now is going to be shopping in the bargain bin when four days ago you, you could have had stood a chance to be competitive. As far as offensive linemen go. Yeah, but as far as any position goes where where you're not going after yeah, but, the greatest of but you're still but you've still got the the sale that you show up to at that point is at least still decent. Now it's, you know, there's there's jeans on the floor that you're picking up. <laughs> there's shoes in the corner that have been used. 4 days ago, the store was fresh. It was new. The goods were new. You were excited about it. Now it's like, okay, I'll take one of him. <laughs> it, it, it's going to it, a garage sale on it, Saturday. And it seems like with all of these players that they have that have question marks of whether or not they're going to be here, are they going to restructure? It just, it kind of feels like they're just kind of dragging their feet with a lot of these guys, with Everson Griffin. What Make a decision on him. Taking, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, taking what, this to the final hour might have cost them a lineman that would yeah, have made a difference. Why, why, why are we not hearing anything about anything the about Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph? The Rudolph story that Andrew Kramer did in the Strib Sunday for Monday was a tip-off to the philosophy that I don't get. You have to approach him about a restructuring. I think they did. From what Courtney and Doogie reported, I think they did. Okay. If I if I were well to, then then if he says no, I'm I'm inclined to say you're gone. It, it, right. Yeah. If I were to guess exactly how that played out, I think Kyle Rudolph thinks you know what I'm not sure that I'm really thrilled with this situation right now, and if I just play out the last year of my contract and become a free agent. There's desperation around the league. If he gets 60 catches this year and becomes a free agent, he probably gets another $10 million contract from somebody with a lot of cap space. That'd be my guess if he has a great season and stays healthy. That We saw Jimmy Graham. What what kind of deal did he get with the Packers? And he was washed when they picked him up. People are desperate for tight ends. Mm -hmm. And I am certain that he was not pleased with how things went last year. He expected to be like the Zach Ertz of that offense, and he was nothing close to that. That's also a him problem. Though. But I, I, a little bit. I get that that's his thinking and why that would be his thinking. But if I'm the Vikings, there's no way you're playing this season at that price tag. None of that money is none of that money is guaranteed. He holds no leverage, no hand in negotiations. If you approach him about a restructure, he does hold some leverage. Is that who's your tight end then? We'll go draft one, or we'll go sign one of these jokers who can probably no, do exactly no what you did. You, who, how are you drafting a starting tight end when you have no guards? There will be money freed up. You know how? We're, we're about to yeah, set $7.5 million dollars by releasing our veteran tight end. That's but, how. But, I call his bluff. But that's his leverage, though. I'm not saying right. that I, but here's I, where I, I might release him, but, but here's that's where I his come leverage. Back. His family loves it here, right? So I call his bluff. Can I? Um, because if I say I'm going to, he can get mad. But guess what? When he's got to go home and sell that, we're being released. I don't know where we're going. We we have deep ties here. Guess what happens? His family says, Are "You sure about that, Kyle?" Seen it happen before. It's a smart move. Can I interject something before you guys walk out of the studio just to get your instant reaction here? You're gonna miss us. Adam Schefter just tweeted out something very weird. Buff- <laughs> Former Buffalo Bills quarterback J.P. Lossman, now a 38-year-old offensive coach at Clemson, threw a ball, threw the ball to wide receivers and DBs so well at the school's pro day, an NFL team asked him if he had any interest in coming back to the league. He last played in 2011. Lossman declined. 
Uh, I want to know what team that was that asked him. Denver, right? I want to know. Like a 98% chance. I want to know if that team that saw him would also go watch Colin Kaepernick work out. Well, that's, that's what I want right. to know because he yeah. can probably throw it. Yeah. Just Kaepernick as well. already won the case, Adam. You don't, you don't <laughs> Do you know what this one. means? Do you know what this means? This means that right now in Mississippi, Bus Cook is picking up the phone, saying Lossman might not be coming back, <laughs> but I got a guy who would be. I, I got a guy who will okay, listen. So let's let's just take guesses before you guys leave because Denver makes a lot of sense. But uh, another great one is the Washington football team. I mean, no question, right? That they would be that team. <laughs> Miami. Well, there's so many. Miami. Uh, yes, yes. You, there's probably five teams that you can name off the top of your head that are this desperate. The Giants. <laughs> he hasn't played since 2011, and he wasn't even good in 2011. Oh, no, he was, he was terrible. Bust. He's one of the biggest quarterback busts ever. But he can sling it. A 38 year old just at a pro day. Let me see what JP Lossman's career numbers are. He had a quarterback rating for his career of 75.6 and win. Went ten and twenty three as a starter. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They did collude against Colin Kaepernick, indeed. No. <laughs> no. There might be some good football left in that guy. You don't know. You All have right. no idea, Colin. We're gonna transition to Score North Live coming up next at two twenty. We'll talk with Lawrence Holmes. He is in Chicago and he's gonna give us the breakdown on how they're gonna use Cordero Patterson. We will continue to keep an eye on the Everson Griffin situation and talk about your fears for this offseason. Which ones have the most likeliness to come true? The fears that have been sent in. That is coming up next here on Score North. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 